パラララランタララン Welcome to the narrow pod between pages where we read the narrow road between desires for the very first time, page by page. And this is page 111. Dismayed cries at the chill of it. They were, on consideration, not really similar to a crow's at all, though they could perhaps be slightly like a heron's. Emberly washed a bit, splashing and shivering. She ran a cake of soap between her hands, then soaped herself. She dumped her head and came up gasping. Wet, hair, wet, her curling hair clung to her, the color of ripe cherries. That was when the first of the blue touch me knots arrived, drifting on the water. She glanced at it curiously as it floated by, then began to lather soap into her hair. More flowers followed. They came downstream and spun circles around her, caught in the slow eddy of the pool. She looked at them amazed, then sieved a handful from the water and brought them to her face, drawing a deep breath to smell them. She laughed delightedly and dunked under the surface, coming up in the middle of the flowers. The water sluiced her pale skin, but the blossoms clung to her, tangling in her hair and pressing to her skin as if reluctant to let go. That was when Bass fell out of the tree. There was a brief, mad scrabbling of fingers against bark, a bit of a yelp, then he hit the ground like a sack of suet. He lay on his back in the grass and let out a low, miserable groan at the end of the page. I am Forever Vin. I'm Joy. I'm Patrick. All right, we get the, the payoff from Bass putting all the flowers in the water a few pages ago. It's a, a nice moment when the flowers come floating down the stream and she uh, enjoys them. Mm-hmm. And it's really big contrast when... Bass falls out of the tree and hits the ground <laughs> like a sack. And of then Bass fell out of the tree. Like a sack of suet. That's like, if I was saying a sack of something, I wouldn't have said suet. It does give you like a very evocative like sound, mm-hmm. I think. Did he call her a crow on the last page? No. Uh, not on the last page. I think that's a callback to when Bast was bathing. bathing. Um, and he was talking about the, the sounds the birds were making. It was like, oh, they're making sounds like this bird or that bird. And um, I'm sure one of them was a crow. I'm trying to figure out why he changed the color of the flowers. Because To make them blue like her dress? Is that why? I don't know. Match her dress? It could be. I mean, that's the color. He he changed them to be blue. Mm-hmm. But maybe also to just make the experience more magical. Maybe touch me knots are never blue. So right. right to speaking to what you just said, like to see flowers that you recognize be a color that they are never not would be what she's amazed about. Right. How do you pronounce that word? Is it sieved or sieved? I can't. I think you could probably say either. Which word? 
then sieved a handful from the water, like when she brings the flowers up. Like, oh, yeah, like I, I think it's either one is fine. Oh, yeah. Back on page 69, appropriate page number. Yeah. Um, he's he wore nothing underneath. And when he tossed him aside, there was a squawk from the willow of the sort that could have come from a larger bird, a heron, perhaps, or a crow. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, and that's the one where we have the picture of Bass being a thirst trap, the Bass calendar. Yep. Um. They tangle in her hair and press against her skin. So this is, you know, it's the inverse of the um, of the the Bass show one that we had previously, where he <laughs> he was on, you know, he was on display, and now, and now well, yeah, except that he was aware that he was on display, right. Right, right, and and if I remember in the um, in the lightning tree, it seemed like he was casting some sort of like spell on Emberly with the. It, it seemed to me, at any rate, that this that the 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 flowers themselves were beguiling in some way, where she was like. I never necessarily had that impression. I just thought he was like, you know, yeah, I didn't making get... an offering of beautiful flowers and a beautiful experience. Yeah, I think it's uh, his intent to seduce her, but I don't think that he is doing that magically. You don't think so? Yeah. No, it seemed to me that way in the last book, uh, or rather the last story. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it might may be different this time around. Has and anybody we'll... ever seen hair that's the color of ripe cherries that didn't come from like a really like box dye? Like, does that exist in nature? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about hair to, to answer that, honestly. Yeah. Ask Jordana. She knows all things about gingers. Like, I talked to her about this because um, my my neighbor, he had, his son had, like, has the most beautiful red hair. And mm-hmm. I was sending pictures to her about it. And she's like, yeah, but it's not really that red. And so maybe, but she she would know. That's a question for her, let's say. She has opinions on red hair. Yeah, I mean, maybe like maybe you could have that sort of like maroonish color of like deeper cherries in real life. Anyway, if the sun catches it just at the right time, yeah, maybe just in the right lighting. In the right light, you can you can have the deepest of reds. Yeah, I don't think there's a, like a ton to talk about on this page. We have the flowers coming in. It's like a very nice image. Uh, yeah, and the catch me not should have exploded on her when she. Well, just the seed pods right. explode, not the blossoms. But I didn't see any, any mention. In any case, that would add a little more, a uh, little <laughs> more fanfare I... to the experience, right? <laughs> fanfare is one way to describe it. Puff, puff, puff. <laughs> I think I think that would be very uh, suggestive. Yeah, I agree. If we put that in there, so Roth just probably decided to to not have them popping all over her. Well, um, I suppose if we don't have anything else on this page, we can get Bass out of his misery on tomorrow's narrow. Well, hold on. We, we do have a letter. Yeah. Ooh. Since this is a shortish page, we could okay. read that if you want. Let's read it. Um, yeah, I could read it. Uh, if that's okay with you guys. All right. This letter is from Jess. Uh, hello, pagers. How's the road to Tinue? 
I'm a new fan to the podcast. I started listening a few months ago and have been binge listening to all the episodes. I'm caught up with The Wise Man and Narrow Pod, and I'm going back to listen to Page of the Wind as well. Can't get enough. You guys are so fun to listen to and always have such great thoughts and opinions. I had an interesting thought while listening to an episode a while ago and wanted to share, if you don't mind taking a trip down memory lane with me. Back on page 58 of Narrowpod, when Bass is explaining to Costrel the difference between grammary and glamoury, they talk about making a knife more of what it is, the best knife for anyone who uses it. And then Bass lists other examples. Someone truly powerful could do even more. They could take a shadow and... Costrel hears this and immediately thinks of Cloth's shadow cloak. But I thought about Haliax and his shadow Haim. I know it is his curse, but maybe it was how, but maybe it was made somehow with grammary. It does what a regular shadow does, but better. It hides its face, always, all the time, anywhere. And when the Chandrian leave a place together, they all go towards Haliax and are enveloped in a shadow, sort of like he's hiding them as well. What do you think? Bast, maybe trying to subtly lead Costrel to the topic of the Chandrian? It doesn't seem like he was trying to bring up Flo's cloak, because he generally tries to avoid any topic that would have to do with his master. Let me know your thoughts. Warmest regards, and remember to be wary of folly. Sincerely, Jess the Traveling Trooper. I love this letter. This is an amazing letter. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you, Jess. And I, I appreciate that you included your own epithet. And I also love the idea that Haliax's shadow, Shadow Haim, was made with Grammarie. That's um, seems entirely possible. Oh, um, more than possible, right? Likely. I do seem to recall the the story that uh, Scarby tells is says it was done with naming, right? Um, but it could have been a combination of the magics. Well, I think Celatos did something to him. But right. then in another story, we get like another, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah John is saying in the chat, turned his name against him. He or she, she says, I'm not sure if Jess is male or female, but. Oh, I said they, John in the they, chat. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They say, um, I, I know it's, a, it is, a, I know it is his curse, but maybe it was made somehow with grammary. Mm-hmm. So, and it does what a regular shadow does, but better. It hides his face always, all the time, anywhere. Yeah. I mean that that part definitely fits the grammary description. I love this idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I definitely yeah. enjoy thinking about it. I mean, you know, I feel like this is one of those things that it almost doesn't matter if it's true. Uh, I mean, it does in the sense that, like, I want to know the answer, but it it doesn't that it's it's just a different way of thinking about it. And if you can get that level of thought and just perspective out of a author's work, then that's that's great. Um, we do know that Celotos is a master namer, and so it was probably at least partially naming. But it, I do like the idea that it could have been multiple magics used together. Like similar to how later in that conversation, they talk about how glamoury and grammary could be used together for a fuller effect. Right? Maybe Why not you can combine use naming 
in combination with some of those. Why not? For a fuller effect. I do also think that um, Bast may have purposefully been bringing up Quoth because he knows that um, it would it would probably distract the kid in the direction he wants. And also um, from Florine's reaction, when Kvothe tries to bring up the Chandrian and she's like, if you mention them again, I will whip you forth from here. Whether the mention be slant ways or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I have a feeling that he probably wouldn't bring them up. Yeah, I agree. I think Bass for sure would try to do anything to avoid that topic, especially since it may directly impact he and um and coat or clothes, you know, position here in the town on the hideout. You know, any mention, any bringing up of the Chandrian in combination to what's going on would might yeah, and and. And Bast really just wants to bring like minor trouble to Coat so that he like wakes up and and becomes himself again. And he do, I don't think he wants to bring the Chandri in there. That would be a whole other thing. And also, I don't think Haliax being shadow hamed is common knowledge. Uh, I think that's that's his thing. Know, like, I think it, I mean it is his thing, but it's not something that everybody knows everybody knows the blue flame do we oh i think we learned that from um the adem we learned it from the adem well it's mentioned in the adem they call him shadow hamed uh but we also learn it from scarpy and tarbian right rj wrote in the chat he calls lonry's deep name and then casts his doom upon him to be always in shadow so that Mm -hmm. sounds kind of um definitive um I will. I would like to point out that from yesterday that RJ is correct. RJ, it's Spinner. Yeah, yeah. That that passage that John was uh, referencing did say Spinner, not Spinster. So RJ was correct on that. <laughs> um, great letter. Thank you for writing that, us. That was such a great letter. We really. I, I mean, at least I personally really enjoyed that letter. Um, and if you, listener, would love to send us a letter, you can do that by emailing us at narrowpodbetweenpages at gmail.com. If you would want to support the podcast, please subscribe at patreon.com slash page of the win. If you want to send us a one-time gift, please send a few dollars to the ko-fi.com slash page of the win. And you can also send us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help more people find the podcast. Thank you. And join us on tomorrow's Narrow Page. Narrow Page.